Good evening, Creepsters. I just want to wish everyone out there a very Merry Christmas. I hope you guys are having a beautiful Christmas Eve, whether you're with family or without. I know due to COVID, a lot of people weren't able to be home for the holidays. But I hope you guys are having a beautiful kickstart to the holiday. And I hope this episode kind of helps you guys. Tonight's episode is called Naughty Crumpus. You guys know I love Krampus. It's episode 20 and Andy, my wonderful friend, will be joining us. We had a few technical issues with recording. My memory card was full and I didn't realize. If you notice, I just jumped right into the episode. That's why. I just wanted to just briefly go over some things that may have been cut off in the one of the things that I wanted to mention is this episode is very important because it's basically describing duality and what I mean by that is you have Saint Nick's and you have Krampus and Krampus is basically the darker side of what Saint Nick's is it's a balance between good and evil and it's a play on both and I think that that has a lot to do with life in general so this episode is going to be very interesting and it shows the different sides and the different faces of what we consider Saint Nick's the saint or Krampus and I talk about Santa Claus a little but we all know about Santa Claus and entail I feel like these two characters kind of put, you know, in, in the back and just want to bring them to light because they're both very interesting. And even sometimes St. Nicholas is portrayed as being kind of mean and evil. So it'll be a cool listen for you guys. Good evening, Creepsters. Welcome back to Bohemian Dow's Unsolved Mysteries. Tonight, we have our special guest, Andy, one of my really good friends that did the last episode, episode 19 with me. And tonight is our Christmas special, and it's called Naughty Krampus. We will be discussing the character of Krampus and the culture of Christmas and how it started as a pagan holiday and it morphed into what we consider present day Christmas. So Krampus is a character that is basically the alter ego of Saint Nicholas. Um, growing up as a kid, I knew Saint Nicholas as also what is considered Santa Claus but now in today's society most kids only know the character as Santa Claus and not relating it to Saint Nicholas so that's really cool yeah. um so Krampus is basically the darker side of Saint Nicholas and he is there's so many different names for him. Like he is considered the boogeyman. Some people consider him the devil. He actually looks like the devil in appearance. If you guys, I'm actually going to post some images of what they consider Krampus to look like. And he's basically like this two-legged goat almost. He has like huh. hooves and he's, he's 
black haired with hoofs and these long antlers and he's really tall and he yeah it sounds like he was like a half goat yeah half, half demon yeah which i thought was interesting too because like being a goat standing up is like weird enough but then to also be a demon as well exactly <laughs> and so basically he looks he's described as like what the devil is so he aside with saint nicholas he comes and he collects all the naughty kids during christmas time and some say he eats them and some say he drags them to hell which is very very horrible um i've always been <laughs> fascinated with his character because no one ever really talked about him but he's been around for so many centuries and just recently i would say the first time I learned about him, I was maybe like 14 or 15 and they would have like little like, you know, those cheesy movies about different Christmas monsters. And he was always the fascinating one. He was the one that stuck out the totally. most. And like recently with the night, the last maybe five or six years, like he's become popular again and they celebrate him so much and the European countries, places like Germany, Austria, uh, Iceland. Yeah, so Krampus is a really cool character. And Andy, did you want to dive into? Yeah, certain things that stood out to me were just the fact that he and St. Nicholas were are like alter egos to each yeah. other. That there's the good and evil part to it, the light and the dark. Um, they even talked about how St. Nicholas kind of had like a dark side. And there's certain stories from certain countries where St. Nicholas uh, uh, beat a bishop to death with a birch stick. Because there's a, which I thought was... I mean, that's a crazy story. Yeah. <laughs> I never heard that about St. Nicholas before, but that's... So, like, they were saying, is he really the demon? Or was it really an actual manifestation of a demon? Or was it just, like, the idea of St. Nicholas's dark side? Right. Um, I also thought just, like, hearing about him being half goat, half demon, with the bloodshot eyes and... That he was like really large in scale was an interesting thing to keep kids in line in a way. Like yeah. I thought that this just was a big part of it was just thinking about punishments and keeping kids from doing bad things all year long. Like it's the same idea as Santa Claus and the naughty list, yeah. but a little bit darker. Yeah. And it's all it's all symbolic. Like you have the light and a dark, mm -hmm. and the good versus evil, and then you have the different seasons, and you have the solstice, and then you have Yule, and you have Christmas, and they all correlate, and they're all very similar. And I can see where it started out as pagan and then christianity basically took 
these pagan holidays and they kind of made their own versions of it so it's like it's really interesting to see where it started and then and they still uh, these holidays are still considered pagan you know what i mean like people still yes. they celebrate yule they celebrate the solstice and the different seasons so i think it's really cool and also krampus is actually considered one of the if i'm not mistaken one of the dark lords of the end of the year as mm -hmm. far as um like one of the gosh i'll have to look it up because I talked about it last year. But he is considered one of the dark spirits. And it's like the end of the year um, type of demon. And it's just cool mm -hmm. that he is also the same one. Well, it's not cool. It's kind of creepy that he also takes the <laughs> naughty kids. <laughs> that are um, that have been naughty during her year. Um. I thought it was interesting, too, that they talk about how he was covered in cowbells. Yeah. Like, there's a big part of it with the bells and the chains, because it was almost like they were talked about chaining, but like, binding the devil or chaining the dark spirits. But yeah. it also has this ambiance of, like, hearing that ringing bell noise, kind of, like, makes you creeped out to know that he's coming as yeah. well. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. So he comes in the night and you know if he's coming if you hear the cow bells ringing. Totally. But then there's also just the part of like how we talked about how they kind of work together. So it's like Krampus Knot, which is like Krampus Night is December 5th. Yes. And then St. Nicholas Day is December 6th. And during that time... They would have people or the idea of these characters come and like knock on everybody's door and then take the kids out and see if they were good or bad. Yes. But like, can you just imagine like being a little kid sitting in your house and hearing like the cowbells coming down the street and your parents being like, oh, it's almost time for St. Nicholas to judge you, St. Nicholas and Krampus to judge you. Yeah. That'd be terrifying. <laughs> it is, and then they used to have um, yet yeah, these festivals. Also, mm -hmm. it wasn't real; like it wasn't the actual Krampus, but they would have the festivals on the fifth, and they still do in Europe, which is really cool. But these festivals um, basically included groups of young men dressing up, like maybe six or seven, dressing up as. The character of the Krampus and then they had an angel and then another character would be Saint Nick's and they would come knocking on the doors of families with kids and so today they just have the characters they'll have festivals and like they'll have like food yeah. and drinks and basically do the same thing they'll scare the kids at the festivals but it's more of like a fun type of celebration even though it's spooky but it's almost like yeah. having halloween and christmas together where it's like a family gathering type of thing but it's it kind of reminded me of like fright fest at yeah Six Flags. that's exactly what it is except for it's like and it's really <laughs> cool because you get to have like halloween and christmas together 
It's creepy. It's a fun and creepy, and I think it's... Well, and they cool. also talked about, like, the reason why they did it was so that they were, like, scaring off evil demons, too. Sometimes, yeah. like, to get them to go back to where they came from, which is similar to, like, what we do with Halloween Ex as well. Yeah, exactly. So then, yeah, the winter um, evil spirits, the spirits that come in the dark of winter because they are more drawn to the dark. So yeah. they would have... It's just funny that they would use the Krumpus character to scare away these demons, even though he's one. So that's really... Well, I also think, like, another part of it we just don't think of the holidays or Christmas in that way anymore. But, yeah. like, there used to just be this, like, dark side to it. And now it just got more, you know, like, commercialized. Yeah. So we don't focus on the dark as much. Even, like, St. Nicholas is more of a serious character than we think of, like, Santa Claus with, like, elves in the toy factory you yeah know? yeah and that's also true that's another reason why i really like krumpus is because i when i was growing up saint nicholas wasn't the nice one like i yeah. heard like some stories about saint nicholas and then when i heard that krumpus and him was like you know kind of like partners but not but yeah. the fact that you know tonight we concluded that they're basically alter egos of each other which is yeah. that it totally makes sense because saint nicholas was always separate when i was growing up from santa claus like saint nicholas was, was kind of more serious but santa claus was like the fun soft one so it was like it's really interesting to to know that yeah they seem like good cop bad cop especially with the whole like knocking on your door element to it as well yeah um they like work together to create you know this dynamic the interesting part about like the birch twigs did you hear about because like in the imagery of compass he yeah. oftentimes is carrying like birch twigs yeah and like like i said that came from the story this, there's a story of saint nick beating a bishop to death i guess which mm -hmm. sounds that doesn't he doesn't necessarily sound like the nicest person either yeah but like there was this other element of all year long sometimes they would have a birch twig that they painted gold and they would set it on top of like a mantle and then they would like kind of remind the kids that at the end of the year Krumpus was gonna come and wow. you know judge them like look over there That's and it's so kind of cool. like is it cool? This yeah. sounds kind of scary. But it's, yeah, no, it's cool too. It's it's like I think I'm looking at the beauty of it. Like it's like these traditions, right? That yeah. you're reminded. Oh, of. that's true. Like a, I'm I'm sure it was like a beautiful gold like whip that they kept on a mantle, and it just looked like decoration. But it was also to warn the kids to basically stay in place and stay good year round because all kids like i remember when i was little i couldn't wait to like look through like toy catalogs before we had yeah. internet and i couldn't wait to make my christmas list but the first thing that was asked from your parents or grandparents were like have you been good this year <laughs> yeah totally are you on the naughty list or the good list right and then if you messed up because remember we will always get our report cards at that time of the year like maybe in november so it was like 
it was like the end of the world for us if we were considered naughty and couldn't like get our presents because of that. So. Well, were you ever naughty and didn't get presents? <laughs> I was always naughty, but I still got presents. But it was just. So it didn't even work. It didn't even work. It didn't work, but we also didn't have the what is it called the birch whip tree thing yeah no totally you gotta bring back that birch stick yeah we didn't have that so i'm sure if like parents had that now like kids year-round would like you know they wouldn't <laughs> act up if they knew the the dark stories behind <laughs> so you're so you're all about bringing back the birch stick i think so i would like to have a a birch stick like a gold stick <laughs> to put up i think it'd be super pretty and you have it all year round totally. it'd be like reminding you sure. of christmas all year round so totally <laughs> sure yes <laughs> <laughs> so some of those celebrations that were happening during that time were were kind of like hedonistic so that's kind of why the church came back around and created their own Christian religions. Or like, because ah, yeah. also there was this whole part about how Christmas and what we celebrate as Jesus's birthday being on the twenty fifth of December didn't yeah. even get decided until year three hundred and thirty six. Wow. So that was 336 years after Jesus was born. Yeah. There's some documents that say that Jesus was conceived. Uh, Jesus was born on March 25th. I think he was, um, he was born. No, he was born. That was, it's his birthday. So he was born on the 25th of December. Yeah. So. Well, so the whole point is like they didn't know exactly the date that yeah. he was born. So the point was something that I was reading was saying that during the times of the solstice events, it also was kind of just that religion wanted to like have their own events that they marketed to like compete with with the, the pagan the, with the pagan holidays right i'm looking at your notes where it says that christmas holiday was considered to be a ratchet celebration well when it before it was <laughs> a, re, a christian religion they made it seem like Basically, they said that before it was like this commercial thing, before the 1900s, Christmas was basically what we were describing before. It was like Halloween, New Year's, and Mardi Gras mixed together with some nudity. So people were like drunk, going door to door, asking for more liquor. They dressed yeah. up in costumes and they had celebrations. So it wasn't like um 13 pg <laughs> and yeah. it was and it wasn't about the kids like christmas now is totally marketed towards gifts and towards kids like christmas is children, mostly about yeah. you know children so it is completely different whereas before it was very much about adults and tricking and partying and so that's what I mean. Well, I'm like the end of the year and the yeah. like darkest night of the year. Exactly. Yeah. So it was all about these festivals and being as loud as you can and just knocking on people's doors. And that's where I feel like a lot of our holidays and our traditions are now as far as like you have Christmas, you have New Year's, you have Easter. Mm -hmm. 
and then we have like our just regular national holidays all of these different holidays originate from pagan holidays and some christianity took and some just became just national holidays throughout the world that we all celebrate so it's just it's interesting how you know everything has its origins and it's kind of like chopped up and some people take what they want and they make it into their own and i think christmas was definitely one of those i just wanted to mention crumpets run is on the 5th and then you know you have saint nicholas that which is on the 6th so you have the crumpets run you have Crumpus Natch, and then there's another holiday somewhere else. These are all celebrated in Europe, and they're all celebrated on the 5th, and they basically have the festivals with Crumpus, and Crumpus goes around, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I remember saying that, like, people would just, like, there'd be, like, groups of people dressed up as yeah. these characters. And, oh, there was this whole uh, YouTube video talking about how people would make masks, but they would be made out of wood. Wow. So, so like, wooden, intricate masks, and people would, like, work on them all year long, or, you know, like, have... It's just a display of, like, arts and, yeah. you know, costumery Costumes as well. and folklore and people, especially in Europe, they keep this going. I don't think they ever stopped celebrating Krampus. It was just... They brought it to the United States also in the 1900s, but it didn't, it never stuck. Like, it never became popular, like St. Nicholas and like Santa Claus. And there's like this really cool play on words too. Like, you have Krumpus, which means claw, and then you have Santa Claus. So, it's like really yeah. cool how all those names kind of like intertwine. Crumpus mm -hmm. character is just one of my favorite characters just because I just feel like he's kind of in the dark, but he has so much history and I feel like I know more about him than I do Santa Claus. <laughs> Even though I grew you know, up another, Santa Claus. Another thing that I that stood out to me is that they would have these little cards. They were talking about like the rise of the Christmas card. Yeah. At one point. And then they would have Krampus cards. Krampus, sorry, I say it like that because I'm Midwestern sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Krampus. Krampus. <laughs> they had Krampus cards, too, to go along with the Christmas cards that would be like, just wait, or, you know, like, he's coming at the end of the year. But there would be these, like, stylized, I mean, they look kind of like the devil or like yeah. a demon type of card that kind of look like halloween cards in some ways but they were for christmas or for the holiday time of the year yeah. and there's just so many of them and then there was a resurgence too they talked about in the like 30s or 40s and the 50s of these cards so if you look at the history you can google it and look at all these different cards where he's depicted generally similar but he just is has all these stylized situations where he's with kids or with the birch stick or with his big bag that he stuffs the children in yeah just like that <laughs> just like santa claus is like so sick it's, he has this velvet bag except for there's no presents in there it's for him to collect the kids and take them to hell or eat them yeah <laughs> 
It's so cool. So that's fun. <laughs> so I wonder why. Then we're like you and me are sitting around being like, I wonder why this didn't stick around. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And maybe then... it's a little. Maybe it's a little dark. So yeah, yeah like thinking about how we talked about how uh, Coca Cola kind of like defined or like commercialization in America has kind of like changed the idea of Christmas and defines that he wears red and that he has Rudolph and that there's reindeers and stuff like that. So thinking about that, like that's kind of why Krampus kind of got pushed aside because, you know, nothing commercial is going to show the demon Krampus with their product. Exactly. Santa Claus is more forgiving so that yeah. makes that makes total sense but they still have the part of the story where instead of cramp compass <laughs> they have the good naughty or nice list is kind of what he turned into the other character that they do mention that's naughty is the grinch Oh, true. And then you have the elves. For the most part, they were good, but there were some not elves. I remember when we were. Or they have like Jack Frost in certain movies. Sometimes is bad. (laughs) Or there's like some. There's other villains within our Christmas culture that we know of as today, right? As well, that aren't so so harsh as Krampus. But they're not eating people. They're not eating children. Yeah, they're just like <laughs> <laughs> they're just ruining Christmas. But they're not. Or eating they're like melting. They're like melting frosty or something. But. <laughs> right. Um. So another character that is super interesting is Fra Perta. Is yeah, I think her name is Perta. Perta. They said that she was kind of like a witch. Yeah. And so- she she was someone that, along with Krampus, like, had similar origin stories or similar uses in, cult- in their cultures. Yeah. I think it's fascinating. Her and a few other of the um, Christmas goblin characters, basically, mm-hmm. they would start harassing kids 12 nights before Christmas all the way up until Christmas Day and she would come and she had the same story where she would reward the well at least she rewarded the good kids I don't think Krampus Day he just came for well, the bad kids St. Nick would reward the good kids yeah and then, and then Krampus but, would get the bad kids so she would reward the good oh, kids yeah. but with the bad kids she would do some pretty horrible things i don't think she ate them but she would like kill them and fill their lungs with straw or something something horrible yeah, so that she cut open their stomachs of the bad kids and filled them with rocks or hay. yeah she was she was pretty pretty gruesome and then there's another character who is super cool i'm also fascinated with gargoyles and this this is a gar- gargoyle monster, and his name is very long. It's called Calicans or what? I have to look that up and correct it. That sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> but the legend, he's this character it originates from Greece, and it's a known goblin-like creature that comes to disturb families during the 12 days before Christmas also. 
and this creature usually comes through the chimney or through the front door so he he's a goblin but he looks kind of mm -hmm. like a gargoyle he would come through the how would he come through he either would come through the chimney or through your front door. He'd sneak in. Oh, wow. Uh, he yeah. just could walk through the front door? He'd probably sneak in. He's kind of hunched over and little. So I think oh, he could yeah. just, like, just come through. And I don't know if they... We, all, we all have some friends like that. Like the... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's another festival that is exact. It's a Krumpus run, but it's called... Perch Ten Loof, and it's the mm -hmm. Perchant Run, which is also the Krampus Run, where men go house to house driving out evil spirits. And mm -hmm. it's the, the since it's the closing of the year, and it's Christmas, but it's also close to the New Year's. Basically, they want to drive out all the evil spirits of the year that mm -hmm. lurk in the shadows. So. That's something that's also done on the 5th of December. Yeah, it's all interesting that all of those things kind of have similar stories to them or like yeah. feel feelings or tones to them. So there's just like a level of Christmas or the, you know, solstice or the end of the year that we don't always talk about. So it is cool that we are thinking about it. Yeah. And then, so lastly, I would love to talk about some of my favorite, favorite little <laughs> characters, and those would be elves. So we all know that elves are... Like Will Ferrell? <laughs> You're right. So basically, elves are considered the helpers of Santa Claus, but... I've never heard of elves being a helper of St. Nicholas or of Krumpus. So, mm -hmm. I want to talk about the elves and then I want to get into the Yule Lads and how they're very similar. Actually, so yeah, it kind of correlates because you have the elves with Santa Claus, right? And you mm -hmm. have the Yule Lads with Krumpus because they're equally naughty. Mm -hmm. And bad. Okay. So I just want to get into the cool origins of how elves started because they're so fascinating. Okay. So okay. an elf is a supernatural creature of folklore tales, typically representing a small, elusive figure in human form with pointed ears and magical powers and a corporate. Corpious nature. Okay, so what I thought was really interesting, and I didn't, I didn't know this, and I am obsessed with elves, but I didn't know that birthmarks were thought to be bruises left from elves. Oh, really? <laughs> Isn't Whoa. that cool? people? People had a lot of time on their hands. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is so interesting because I think that everyone has a birthmark, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I have a suit. Do you have a birthmark? I have all kinds of marks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I didn't know that I've, I've been touched by many elves. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes you can have more than one. Like, usually people are like, no, you can only have one, but you can have more than one. Because my mom, 
I think has two or three, so she's been touched by a few different elves. And I yeah, have, totally. I have one. Um, that's mm -hmm. and I I thought that was so interesting. That's a really cool concept that can we can go down on a rabbit hole with that. And then, yeah. so in fairy stories, elves are small magical beings who play tricks on people. So they're known to be tricksters. Mm -hmm. And um, the word elves, they're different. They have different names. Um, they are considered fairies, hobbits, pixies. Like, it, they, they have so Why many Why do you think that elves got associated with Christmas, though, or the holidays? Well, elves, I think, correlate with Christmas because they were they were known to be shoemakers and metalsmiths, and they were really good with their hands. Mm -hmm. And they were just they were known to be just they were woodsmen. They were known to be very crafty. So I think, you know, back in those days when we didn't have like machines to make toys and different items elves were the ones Santa that, was know, like oh i need them yeah like i said there were woodsmen and craftsmen and they made everything so do you think that they did this on their free will i don't did know did santa trap them in the house trap them in the factory i think because they were naturally gifted with just being these amazing craftsmen and they were also magical, so I'm pretty sure it wasn't like they were doing a lot of hard labor. They had like these supernatural powers and things. I'm sure that helped them to make create these amazing things. Oh my god, you know what? Now that I think about it, what if elves were the ones that made like <laughs> all the beautiful buildings and stuff in Europe? What if it was I'm elves? also like I'm also realizing I don't know. This isn't really a factory. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We're like talking about this really seriously. <laughs> but it's truly something to think about. Like, was it a factory full of elves, or you know, they have magical powers? So I'm pretty sure they could like zap something into place. Like, how were oh, the it's... yo were the <laughs> were the pyramids made by elves? Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Were the pyramids <laughs> made by elves, Andy? Come on. I don't know. It sounds like fake news to me. <laughs> no, just because you like an elf doesn't mean they made everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly Santa Claus thought they were important because he had them. And, you know, his factories yeah. making stuff by hand. And I'm mm -hmm. just saying that I think that they are are just really cool yeah they're interesting it's interesting because elves don't just show up in santa claus's world like they show up in lord of the rings or like <laughs> drew like druid stories and stuff like yeah. that too you know so like you think of elves and you don't always associate them like if it's not christmas time i might not think elf santa you know i yeah. think like elf like Goblin ogre like, elf yeah. Goblin, you know. Yeah, it's it's really cool. They're they're very. I just think they're so versatile. Clearly, you know, mm -hmm. you have like the Christmas elves, and then you have the Yule lads who are. We're gonna get into them because 
There, I believe that they were some tell form me. Tell of me about like them. the habit. So that's basically what I want to say about elves is that you know that they were Santa's helpers, but they're really important. And I don't and then think they, they made the pyramids. <laughs> yeah, they probably did. I'm gonna have an episode on that. Let me jot that down because <laughs> I think that I, you know. I'll, I'll add it to the. I'll add it to the notes. <laughs> <laughs> Elves and pyramids. I bet you no one on any other podcast has ever done elves and pyramids before. Okay? <laughs> well, you're creating a space. You're uh, definitely hey, creating I'm, a space. I'm cracking codes over here, and I'm pretty sure <laughs> I'm gonna get a knock at my door. Elf is gonna come and be like, "You can't be telling our secrets." But I know. So. <laughs> Next on the list is the Yule Lads, and they were a family, a Yule family that origin originates from good old Iceland. They have like the best folklore, and I mm -hmm. love it. I love it. They are all about elves and fairies. So the legend starts with the mother of these 13 lads, okay? She had she popped out 13 of these little gremlins. Oh, wow. So her name is Garla. <laughs> she's described as she's this huge character. She's supposed to be like this giant woman. And she has like this hunched back with this long black hair and mm -hmm. huge warts on her face. So she's like this, think of as the Wicked Witch. And she has huge black eyes which is supposed to be able to see into kids souls if they are naughty or nice mm -hmm. which is super scary um her her 13 lads and her husband mm -hmm. <laughs> and they have this cat which is called a yule cat it's a huge cat anyways they live in the mountains in a cave in iceland mm -hmm. And every year... With Bjork? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, I think she's a fairy, by the way. But that's a whole oh. nother... That's a whole nother That's episode. another episode. I'll write that one down, too. <laughs> we already got episode 21 and 22. I totally think she's a fairy, but... She's super magical. I think she is definitely like a fairy, a fae. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. So, <laughs> so the witch lady lives in Iceland. So Garla. Garla, sorry. Garla is like she's badass. So basically, she comes down twelve days. Before mm -hmm. Christmas, along with her rowdy kids, unruly 13 mm -hmm. kids. So she comes and she will collect all the naughty kids just like Krampus. But she does something a little different. Okay, so she comes. She, she collects the kids in a huge duffel bag, right? Oh, wow. Why are they putting things in bags? Hey, they didn't have suitcases back then. So I guess they okay. put the the kids in a box so she she put them in her huge duffel bag i like how you're like like people put people in suitcases <laughs> hey i wouldn't know i wouldn't know that andy i have i don't know okay cool <laughs> i'll have to check your suitcase <laughs> 
maybe that'd be another episode. How do people transport people? Okay. <laughs> so she <laughs> she puts bad naughty kids in, in her duffel bag and she carries them to the mountains to her cave and she makes mm-hmm. children stew. And oh. And she collects about, I think they said she collects about 30,000 kids per year. So she never runs out of food. Oh. Yeah. So after Christmas, she goes into hibernation and she basically um, has kids stew for the whole year. And so do you think she puts like vegetables in the stew too or is it just children? I don't know. I, I don't know like if she feels like the children are a good source of nutrients or what but i would hope she would put like vegetables yeah or something in there to but she's also like unhumanly like huge so i don't even think she's fully like human well i guess she's not because she's a fae so i would say that who knows if they even care about vitamins and nutrition as long as they fill each other's you know bellies so she's remarried three times her two husbands before this third one uh all of a sudden disappeared legend goes that she killed them and made stew out of them and ate them Mm -hmm. and so her her this husband they get along pretty well he's pretty lazy she does all the work and he just stays home. But the, the Yule lads, the 13 lads, are they're 13 different characters. And I believe that they're all male. And they mm-hmm. they also come down the 12 days of right before Christmas. And they don't kill anyone. Some say they do. Some say they don't. But there's two different stories. The fun version of it is they basically come to families homes and they play tricks on them for the 12 days each one plays Mm -hmm. a different trick and they also steal things from the house like weird things like candles and like socks and stuff like that and so that's pretty cool but then the dark side of it is they also help the mother capture the kids and they eat them (laughs) so the kids never grow up either no, no, they like stay these little bad characters. It kind of reminds me of like in Mario, where like Bowser has all those bad like little kids, and then they like cause chaos. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly totally what I like do. that. Totally like that. Yeah, I think they just kind of stay as probably like I th- from the looks of it, they look like adolescents. So, I think they kind of stay, like... So, everybody who's listening, when you're putting up your tree, think about the stew. Yeah. Think about the children's stew. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just don't... I don't understand why these these stories didn't stick. (laughs) (laughs) Or why Coca-Cola isn't putting these in their commercials. Yeah, because it would totally... I mean, think about it. Their target audience mm-hmm. is, like, sad. Well, it used to be children. Like, back in the 90s, it was, like, 
seven-year-olds drinking Coke. But nowadays, you know, everything is so health-driven that it's not the case anymore. So I don't know how mm-hmm. Coke is doing right now <laughs> as far as, but like, that you could know. be a unique insight, you know? <laughs> it could, but, you know, some people really are, like, scared of scary things. <laughs> I wonder why. That story was so delightful. <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm feeling very festive. Hey, it definitely puts me in a Christmas spirit. <laughs> Don't you want to? You definitely. You feel like you want to cook right now, right? No, that part isn't so cool. But like the whole. I don't know what it is. It's it's the mystery behind Krumpus and the fact that yes, he's supposed to be this evil character, but then when you have the the Krumpus Snatch festivals and a Krumpus run, it's mm-hmm. to basically ward off all the winter evil spirits with yeah. this demon. So it kind of it's like he play he goes back and forth, and I think that's interesting because I think that that's also a very crucial lesson in life is like you have good and evil right because you can't have one one without the other yeah you like totally need a villain in a story yeah half the time the villains are even more interesting than the regular characters right and if you didn't have the villain what what how would you be able to tell the difference between good if you didn't have evil so then it kind of goes back to well are they the same character and if so this is super twisted but that's what life is like what if god and the devil are the same and it's like this constant like play on each other to just to just test humans to see which way they're going then it's like okay once life is over they they tell you basically the truth about everything you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. i feel like christmas and yule and all these holidays that represent the end of the year are Mm -hmm. just so symbolic and i think december is just so magical because it's so much culture that's been going on for centuries that um that everyone can relate to on storytelling too like all these are based in storytelling and like feeling and that's why i mean christmas in general people are you're excited about the feeling of the whole magic and all the all the storytelling that is involved yeah it's it's so much storytelling and it's the holidays yeah it's so rich in in that and culture and folklore and legends and Mm -hmm. it's a time of the year where families come together and they they share their stories from that's been passed down for forever so i think it's it's just a really rich month full of like family oriented things <laughs> your, grandchildren, your grandchildren you're gonna be like okay children come around and then you're gonna be like so the stew the children's stew have you been naughty or nice because if not i'm gonna cook you we're gonna have children's stew bring me my birth stick <laughs> Exactly. So yeah. Oh, this was fun. I'm happy we did this. (laughs) No, seriously, like the holidays are just so. But 
Christmas is like that. I feel like the time around Thanksgiving, you have what you have. The transition from the fall. Like the har the harvest. Yeah, and... the harvest and like all these rich browns and reds and the leaves are turning and the season is changing. We're going into transition and then you have the winter which is like this mm -hmm. it's dark and it's like the end of the year and also a lot of people get depressed around time of year because well, they were even talking about too like back in when something i was reading it's like people used to give each other candles for christmas or mm -hmm. like the reason why they put candles on the tree was because it wasn't always late in your house like we we come home and we turn on the lights and you know we make it the the right you know brightness in our house that we wanted to be but yeah. back in the day you would like be in darkness half the time because the like, so candles dark. cost and candles cost money yeah. so like having the lightness in your house in general was just kind of like a luxury or a festive thing exactly and the sun set at a certain time so it was dark most of the time during the day i so mean it's, it's like that now <laughs> yeah, except for we have electricity, but back then it was pretty so, it was pretty scary. So like that also brings it back to like the evil spirits at nighttime. Like were they really evil spirits or were you like bumping into each other or like yeah. was the wind did you have the window open and it just it just was spooky cuz they didn't have street lights either. So yeah, it's like think... now if an evil spirit was in my house, I'd have my headphones on and I wouldn't even hear it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then he, also they didn't have street lights, so it's yeah. super dark out. So anything would pretty much spook you out. And I'm sure like for the most part they didn't have streets, so you had a bunch yeah. of woods. So yeah, things was creepy. It was super creepy, and it's just so cool how like civilization. <laughs> has evolved since then and how i wonder how different things would be if they had technology back then you know so it's your imagination was probably heightened back then because a you didn't have yeah. things distract so i'm like sure it was oh my god and then also <laughs> <laughs> also like it was just so many different factors involved you didn't have things distracting you you didn't have technology lights electricity things like that so things were more real whereas now things are so edited out in life and mm -hmm. yeah so, yay, we completed the episode. We, we did it. Krampus, Krampus. <laughs> Naughty Krampus, episode 20 is complete. Thank you, Andy, so much for doing episode 20. Naughty Krampus with us. Okay. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. Please send all listener stories to info at bdumpodcast.com.